Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's February 9th, 2023. Oh, baby, it's your Impact Post Show. It's myself, Joel Pearl. It is my number one, my ride or die. My, like, we do like 100 shows with different people, but like, you're one of my favorites. It's Cresta Star. How you doing, Cresta? I'll take it. I I am okay, but my arm hurts. Taking notes for Impact tonight impact was really really good i my aunt this arm in particular maybe it's the video games i played till six in the morning but i'm gonna blame impact (laughs) can we talk about how you still take notes with your with your hands how you still write them out like you're in grade school i write faster than i type i i did not pass mavis beacon teaches typing i've probably dated myself there and i'm okay with that um but I'm giving you the raptor hands. And if you know what that is, that's when you type like this. I was going to say, do you, do you <laughs> type like Shawn Michaels in 1996? Nah, not two. I got, and the thumbs, man. When I play League of Legends, it's different, but I never really use my pinky. This one's just doing the overtime, but typing like that? Oh, no. I could play a piano. I could do a little razzle-dazzle, but that's different. Typing, this is me. And by the time I look up and look down and look up and look down, I'm like, I might as well just. That's vertigo. <laughs> My, I, I look like uh, the bobblehead dog. Yes. And, oh, see, I hit my. I already hit my microphone. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So well, it works. Work. It works when you guys come around and leave a thumbs up on this video. When you come and say hi to us in the chat, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. If you're watching after the fact here, YouTube.com/slash Fightful, drop us a comment. Maybe you're watching on Facebook. 
go ahead leave a comment here as well we always love to see your smiling happy faces or your random letters of your first initial because you don't have a profile picture and we can't see you but you're still welcome to be here and we like having you and if you are in a financial position and you want to support us here at fightful.com you can go ahead and drop a super chat if you go over to the bottom of your youtube screen there's a little the little sign there it's a dollar sign if you press that dollar sign any amount get your question or statement read on the air or you can go to humperchats.com get a little bit more in there Cressa, tell them how you can head on over to humperchats.com that is humperchats.com you can leave any question or comment any donation amount we get to keep a little bit more of the donation and we'll still read your comment on air again that is humperchats.com ding hell of a show tonight so much to talk about oh my yeah. goodness first of all the main event was fantastic yes Henry yes. and Cardona tore it up. We're going to get more into that. I know we will. We're going to talk a whole lot about all the knockouts that showed up tonight. A whole lot of new faces. Yes. Steph Delander, the Hex, Allison K, Marty Bell. I kind of alluded to this when they were taping. I I, I had heard mm. rumblings about the Hex. Did not know about Mar about uh, Steph Delander, I should say. So this is really, really fun to talk about. I'm so excited for all of these women who are coming in and, pardon the pun, making an impact on the show. what do you think overall the show? I know you said it was good. Was there anything that like jumped out at you right away that you wanted to dig into before we talk about our pal, George Iceman? Who is the hex? Yes, God, I don't know them. I want to. I think that tonight when you have two, the main event specifically, when you have two jokey joke characters put on a good match. I thought that match was really, really good. I, for a main event, and Impact put on some bangers. This was a really good main event with two jokey joke guys. Two jokey joke guys. I think it speaks to the diversity. And I also would like to point out the intergender tag match. I I even liked Mr. Dreamer. I, I'm fickle. Go ahead. Throw your shoe at me. But what is a wrestling fan if not a fickle goat in disguise? Bye. <laughs> We'll take a trip to Busted Open Island a little bit later in the show. How's that? I would love to. Let's book our first ticket. Let's go. No, that's in Vegas. We'll, we, we'll go through the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> BTI, George Iceman tipped us off. And this week, this week, George Iceman gets to keep, he gets to stick around for another week because he had the scoops. He had the hot scoops. This that was a stupid pun, not a thing, but he literally had the hot scoops. <laughs> so Mr. Iceman says that the Death Dolls have been in the spotlight for months as Knockouts Tag Champions. Tonight, the champions take on Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde. There are rumors about the Death Dolls behind the veil, including Rosemary, who needs a third eye behind her head. This voice is really annoying to do. I'm hearing Father James Mitchell is upset with Rosemary, or is that that father is upset with Rosemary, not Father Gene Mitchell. That was later on the show. Will this underground skirmish take over tonight? And I was like, yeah, this is good. This is some good lore. I like mm -hmm. George Iceman gets to stick around for another week. I was impressed. Me too. It's We've been saying for weeks that um, he finds his scoops on the floor. And this time he literally dug into hell to get it and say, I want to hear what you guys are going to say now. These Iceman scoops were ice hot. Do you think George Iceman went to the undead realm to get his scoops this week? I think he might have wandered in there. And they were like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm George Iceman. It's like, oh, you're good everywhere. Like the swing man. George Iceman and the swing man are good everywhere. So, of course, they say, hey, you want to hear a scoop? And they gave it to me. He said, well, which way back to Brooklyn? <laughs> they gave the direction that he left. 
<laughs> Easy as that. They just showed him around, gave him what he wanted, and then they were like, on your way, buddy. And that was it. Who he doesn't was- like George Iceman? If you don't like George Iceman, that's you. Robert <laughs> Ponce gets us kicked off with a super chat saying, I love that you guys show Impact Love. They are a great company. The production could be better, but they have great storylines and vignettes. Absolutely. First of all, Albert, thank you for that. 100%. We love talking about Impact on this show. Mm-hmm. We love talking about Impact on socials because you know what? I think they're slept on. We've talked about why in a million different shows. Uh, but given the shot, yes, the production could be better. We also call that out on these post shows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes, uh, it could be better, but uh, good storylines, some really funny stuff. It's a real SNL type of approach to pro wrestling. There's a little bit of everything. I will say I am a convert. I am literally one of the people who are like, Impact Wrestling, ah, ah, hey, hey, ah, ah, all right. And now that I've been watching it, covering it, getting to know the characters, seeing everything that goes on, the product is really good. It's really good. And I get the grief and I get the grief with it. And I wish more people would just watch it. Like we could give other promotions so many other chances when they spit in our face every week. So you mean to tell me you can't watch Impact? Stop it, it's wrestling. You're thinking about it too much. <laughs> Enough said. Speedball Mike Bailey and Raj Singh have a banger of a match on BTI. Unexpected because Raj yes. Singh is exactly known for being like, the guy lighting up Impact Wrestling, he's uh-huh. usually seconding Mahabali Shira. So Speedball, first of all, wearing his Sub-Zero inspired gear. That's good stuff. Really cool. big fan Yes. <laughs> uh, the match itself, again, it's a lot of back and forth. Did not expect it. And the next thing you know, they do Shira tripping up Speedball. Raj using it to his advantage. He hits this slingshot frontside DDT looking thing for two and a half. Looks good. Uh-huh. And then Singh hitting Speedball with a bunch of slaps to the chest. Every time he was going for any sort of lift of Speedball, he would smack him just to get him down a little bit more. So uh-huh. he could pick him up and do what he needed to do. Those little things. I noticed those things and I like those things in my wrestling. That's the stuff I like. Uh, they do the moonsault they, and then he turns it in. Speedball turns it into around the world, misses the ultimate weapon because Mahabali Shira gets involved. Uh-huh. And then Singh gets his feet on the ropes, going for a three count, gets caught up by the ref. So that gets not, it doesn't happen. Uh, Bailey hits those two big kicks, then hits a windmill kick, hits the ultimate weapon, gets the win. And then post match, Cresta, this is the fun part. He accepts. The challenge for no surrender. It's Jonathan Gresham and Speedball Mike Bailey. Whew. That was a lot. Yes. Talk to me about the match. Talk to me about Speedball and Gresham at no surrender. Are you excited for this? Okay. So the match, I got to give it up to Raj. He was working kind of stiff. I respect that. And I am, I'm going to praise Speedball 80 million times until I lose breath. One, I think no matter who he's in the ring with, they he either makes them better or he gets a good match out of you. He, I'm, I'm giving him the Daniel Bryans and the AJ Styles. If you can't get a good match out of Speedball, I don't know. I, I feel like he brings out the best in people, number one. Number two, him versus Gresham, yes. Wasn't he just announced for Will Ospreay? Isn't he announced for something? Oh, I'm calling it right now. We're gonna Speedball talk. is going to be the wrestler of the year. This man has been on a tear since last summer, literally till now. He is so good. And by the end of the year, if he's not a champion somewhere, you messed up. So I, he's literally, I, I'm calling it now. That's going to be your wrestler of the year. He's so good. All these matches coming up. And I know that no matter who he's against, I'm about to be like, 
<laughs> you brought it up. You brought it up. Speedball is going to take on uh-huh. Will Ospreay in uh-huh. a multiverse event. It's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling. They're going to be at, I believe, the Globe Theater in LA on March yeah. 30th. We're going to be covering that. I know I will be. Hopefully, Cresty will be with us, and I'm sure Steven Jensen would love to do it because it is an Impact show, and it is a lot of fun. So I would love to be talking about that. Uh, earlier that day, by the way, Speedball is going to be taking on Kota Ibushi at Bloodsport. So those are two very different yeah. shows, and I'm looking forward. I think Speedball, I think he has a hell of a run in front of him, and yes. if he can parlay that into becoming Wrestler of the Year 2023, came close this year. Like yeah. A lot of people are putting their eyes on him, especially as he gets bigger and bigger and does more and more things in the United States. I was spoiled for the longest mm-hmm. time because, unfortunately, Speedball wasn't able to come to the States five years, right? I still saw him because I'm based in Toronto, and I would see him at local indies. I would see him yeah. on the shows. So I was always avail- he was always available to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm so happy that the United States and beyond are getting to see how good speedball mike bailey really is especially after this time away yeah like even the legally distinct pit for fighting was really good bro even that and i think that kenny king from going from honor no more and then having that encounter even now i see kenny king is more like yo you you beefy you bossed up so like i can't wait i cannot wait uh if he's religious whoever you pray to willing Hopefully, you have some more bangers because I can. I I don't want to fantasy book nothing, but I want to, and that I think is the beginnings of someone so young in the career, if you will. He's so good. He I can't stop singing his praises. Um, yeah, him versus Gresham. That's gonna be a sports entertainment, a stretching too, but a sports entertainment. That's not even going to be a sports entertainment. That's going to be a wrestling match. That is going to be a straight up like. Give these guys the Ring of Honor Pure Rules Championship and just be mm-hmm. like, have at it. It's your, Wheeler Yuta is just going to walk into the match. <laughs> and he's just going to be like, no, no, no. This is be- this is now between you two. I don't want this anymore if you two are having a match. That's what I want to see. We're not going to see it, but I want to see it. Uh, I mean, we will. There's nothing. Listen, Joel, what is sports entertainment if not wrestling persisting? <laughs> I mean, Soko with the Super Chat saying front row tickets are the same price as the three-day Vegas VIP. I'm assuming those are front row tickets to the LA show where Speedball and, uh, and Osprey are going to fight. Well, first of all, they were putting over New Japan shows quite mm. a lot. They were putting over Battle of the Valley. That's the upcoming show. Uh, Mercedes Monet and Kyrie are going to fight for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, going back to Speedball, Speedball did put out a tweet earlier tonight saying that he would like to face Mercedes Monet. Mercedes did like the tweets so who knows who knows maybe there's room there too i will watch i will be looking very keenly and ready my my body physically isn't ready but my sports entertainment wrestling body is i will astral project (laughs) there are other matches that are coming around that are going to have implications for new japan and impact talent coming that we're going to talk about tonight because there was Uh a tag that was made and we're going to talk about it soon let's dive right into the actual impact show Matt Cardona walks in and he's like, hey, I, I'm here to get inside and go to, go to my dressing room. And the guy at the doors is like, who? And Cardona's like, Matt Cardona. He says, oh, I have a private dressing room for you. It's not really a private dressing room, Cresta. It's more like pipe and drape and just no door. Anyway, it's like an impact private dressing room. Don't know what that's supposed to be. It's got champagne and it's got shrimp cocktail and he's all excited. And then the stagehand is just like, oh, wait, 
you're not Joe Henry. And Cardona's like, no, I'm Matt Cardona. And then Stagehand takes him to a storage room. <laughs> Poor Matt Cardona, right? Matt Cardona. Really, really, really. Poor guy. Poor guy. For two weeks straight, you are three weeks straight at this point. Your edges, bitch. Go in there. When he was yelling out, that's right, shrimp cocktail. Great. It's like, there you go, Mr. Hendry. When he called him Mr. Hendry, I literally almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, yo, first of all, they don't even look alike. And these chairs don't, y'all don't watch the product at all. I never heard it. <laughs> I was, I was sports entertained. I was sports entertained. And then him taking him to the closet, him still complaining about the shrimp cocktail of all the issues, Matt. Of all the issues, Matthew. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Sometimes, sometimes I get, you know, confused for certain people in impact. I get it. Okay. So that happens to me. But I get it. And and you know what? I'm thinking of thinking of um of Matt Cardona and Joe Henry. Like I get it. Like Matt Cardona kind of looks like Joe Henry in this photo. So like I kind of understand where they're coming from. All right, Joel. I can only suspend my disbelief so much. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then we move into our first match. It's a no-surrender four-way qualifier match. Brian Myers and Dirty Dango. Dirty Dango earlier this week said that he wants to be a more um, well-rounded, serious wrestler. I don't know if a guy doing the dancing and the dirtbag shuffle, which is like a dance and a leg drop, I don't know if that's the thing. And then all the things that he does later on in the night, I don't really know if that's going to equate to serious wrestler. Um, Myers, on the other hand, had some really interesting offense, like uh-huh. hiding under the ring apron and then grabbing Dango's arm and like running it into the apron. I thought that was really good. And then later on in the match, Myers crotches Dango on the top as Dango's coming off the rope uh, and then kind of hits that roster cut lariat on the outside, throws Dango back in the ring, hits another roster cut lariat, gets the win. Myers is going to no surrender. Dango is Dango. What do you think of the match? Dango's Dangoing. Um, I did think I did find it interesting that um, Dirty Dango was working over Brian Myers arm like in the first two thirds of the match he was really just dragging into his arm and for a brief moment I was like is Brian Myers about to lose a Dirty Dango Um, I'm not surprised I'm not surprised it was a good match it was a solid match I will say that Brian Myers always cheating never gets old for me because I think that he is a really good wrestler. You don't need to cheat. But the fact that you keep cheating and you're so smarmy about it, top 10 heels, top 10 heels. Uh, To your point about Dango wanting to be taken seriously, it's crazy to me because looking at him, just the package without no promo work, just looking at him. I could see it. I could see him being a serious guy. But like you said, we do the dirtbag shuffle. Come on now, come on. What what do you want me to do? What do you I I want to cheer for you? I'm really rooting for you. <laughs> Listen, I think if he wants to be taken seriously, there will be certain things that he's going to change. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I didn't expect it to start like immediately, but I like the idea that Dango's potentially toying with being a more serious, well-rounded competitor. I'm okay with that. Some things in his look and his presentation and his own style that's going to have to change. We'll see what that looks like. I don't know where my conspiracy theory hat is to put it on, but in this moment, like, what if this is a slow burn? Because Santino, you're not doing what I want. I want to be your deputy. You're not doing what I want. Yo, Joel, my roommate brought in the conspiracy theory hat with the <laughs> assist. With the assist. What if this whole time he's trying to do it and 
Santino Morello's gonna tell him no, and then he's gonna beat up Santino Morello, and then he's done with the jokey joke, and now he the new Steve Macklin. <laughs> hey, does that thing get HBO? I mean, honestly, I'm astral projecting to Pluto. I'm in 3038. I already know what's about to happen. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Matter of fact, let me take this off while I get too much reception. <laughs> Taylor Wilde is like feeling this entire segment right now. Like, she's not even <laughs> watching this show. We've it's already like, spoke. We've already spoke. Yeah, like she, the second that you put that thing on, like her brain just immediately caught the wave. And she's like, well, they're talking about wrestling here. They're talking about the show I was just on. She saw it in the cards. That's what she was looking at tonight. She foresaw this conversation. <laughs> uh, anyway, Giselle Shaw's in the back. She walks into the, I guess, the, the mess hall? I don't know. She walks into the catering with, <laughs> Yeah, with Jay Vidal. She walks in with Jay Vidal. They're in the, 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 whatever they're trying to use as, as catering. Uh, and she's just ruining everyone's meals, putting water in salads and just is grossing everyone out. Has anyone ever ruined a meal, by the way? Like, has anyone ever done that to you? Not to me personally, but I've definitely seen in um, high school and junior high school, you're holding your lunch tray and some kid is like, you don't want that. And now all your food is everywhere. Beans is on the floor. Your favorite juice cup. It's a mess. It's a mess. I've seen it. I've personally, I've even waited tables. And the most cringe thing, I've seen someone propose and the person was like, Oh, no. oh, that's a story for another time. But I've definitely seen someone propose at this restaurant that will remain nameless. And the person was like, will you marry me? And the girl was like, oh, yikes. If we if we get enough super chats tonight, tell the story at the end of the show. That's how that's how we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. I'll do that. I'll tell the story at the end of the show. If we get it, what's enough super chats? Dude, I don't know. Just just keep sending them in and, and we'll make a. <laughs> We'll make, we'll make a decision. A, an educated decision. <laughs> yeah, we'll make an educated guess. Uh, I trust you, chat. I, I know a lot of you are, are always very good to us, and we appreciate it. I anyway, love you no matter what. Deanna steps up, and she's like, the minute Giselle Shaw mentioned my best friend, Chelsea Green, now it's my business. And then Jay steps up to Deanna's like, you know, who, who do you think you are? And she's like, uh, I'm the one that, you know, anyone who tries to bring up, bring me up, Hold on, sorry. It says, anyone that tries to destroy my name ends up having it blow up in their face. That's what she says. Uh, and then she knocks a bowl of what I can only assume is chili. I thought it was beans. Does it be a little chili? Well, both. Anyway, um, onto her dress and face and looks mm -hmm. stupid. And then Santino walks out and makes a match. It's going to be Deanna Perrazzo, Giselle Shot, No Surrender. Big fan of that. And then Santino walks out and then walks back in, takes a taste of the chili and says, it needs some salt. And I was like, did he say salt or did he say sour cream? Like he was very muffled. Uh -huh. Anyway, what do you think? Giselle Shaw, Diana Perrazzo, it's happening. I had said this. I don't know if it was last week or Tuesday. I definitely remember saying that I can't wait for a Giselle Shaw versus Diana Perrazzo. I'm surprised that it's happening so soon. But I think this is a great test of Giselle's muster. Is Jay going to cheat? Because Deanna Perrazzo is good on two-on-one -on situations, too. Like, she's a benchmark. Like, honestly, I'm excited for this match. I would love to see if Giselle has any sort of submissions in her arsenal or if Deanna Perrazzo is going to humble her a little bit. I did think it was funny. She's like, guess what? I'm the ruiner. I don't care. I'm like, girl. And you know what? Some of y'all might be wondering how this match is going to play out with Deanna Perrazzo's contract mm. situation. Maybe you're wondering, you know, how much time does she have left? Maybe is she resigned? What's the deal? Well, I'll tell you what. How about you go over to FIFOSelect.com, 
get you five dollars in. That's all it is. Monthly, you get all the news, including what I just said, Deanna Perazzo's contract info. You get that. Plus, you'll hear about new WWE commentary team members, what they're up to, where they've been, how they're doing, what they're from. Bianca Belair freaking out before her first ladder match. Did you hear about this one? I did not, but I will check on where? FIFOSelect.com. Five bucks. You get sour grabs twice a week with Alex Pulaski. You get coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie. You get the Weekender podcast with the great Steven Jensen. And of course, now we do a Weekender strong style podcast with Scott Edwards. If you're of the Japanese wrestling persuasion and you want to learn more about Japanese wrestling, Scott Edwards has got you covered. SRS does a Q&A every week. I never call him SRS. So that's a weird thing for me to do. <laughs> I just have it written down, so I re- it's, it's it's like uh, I respect it's it. Anchor man, it's just if you put it up in front of me, I'm gonna read it just as it is verbatim. I'm Joel Pearl. I'm Ron <laughs> Burgundy. Anyway, all that stuff is there, plus so much more. Five bucks, fivefulselect.com, and you'll get, like I said, all the impact news you want, plus some other stuff, like other people, you know, like cafeteria, just generic cafeteria mush delicious i did did i really just call our paywall generic cafeteria mush i mean we're breaking the fourth wall here we're very self-aware over here at fightful we are real wrestling journalists can confirm gmler's backstage with trey miguel and trey is asked what he thinks about crazy steve and what is his plan going to be going into their match at no surrender Trey's like, Steve wouldn't know what to do with a car if he ever caught one. He's like a dog chasing cars. Mm-hmm. And then says, Crazy Steve's legal name is Crazy Ass Steve. Middle name Ass. First name Crazy, last name Steve. And then Trey's like, when I spray something, it means he owns it. But Steve, when I tagged him, he came and tagged himself. And now he thinks he owns Trey. And Trey wants nothing to do with that. And then the lights flicker. And then the screens turn off. And then they turn back on. And it's Trey's logo spray paint. <laughs> it's now dripping blood. And Crazy Steve is laughing in the background. And Trey freaks out and leaves. What do you think of this? I thought this was fun. Just good stuff. At first, I thought it was a little wacky. And then I was like, okay, Trey McGill, I, I get where you're coming from. If I'm supposed to be super gangster or like a super serious character, you come with that spooky stuff. So like, yeah, 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 that's weird. That's weird. But once the lights started flickering, he started hitting the Ric Flair. Wow, I, I, I lost it. I lost it. At that point, I knew it was jokes. I knew it was jokes. That gets a 10 out of 10 out of me. 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. I popped. Once he hit that Ric Flair, wow, I was like, yo, this is jokes. This is jokes. I loved it. I love that. Backstage. He is so funny. He gets, he gets 10, $10. Trey's overacting. Yes. Absolutely made it. And it was just so he was so over the top and obnoxious that it just worked perfectly for me. It was so good. It was because it was so good. It was bad. Yes. Yes, it was. I hope Crazy Steve take the title off of him. I don't see it happening, but that was funny. We'll find out later. All right, let's go to the island. It's time for Busted Open Island. The good hands are taking on hardcore countries. Hotch and Skyler against Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. If you didn't hear about it, apparently Busted Open is doing uh, some sort of event, No Surrender Weekend in Vegas. So clearly this is a a very good partnership. I get it. I'm not going to hate on it. I think it's great. I'm happy that they are all working together. Joel wants an invitation. That's what it is. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, if they want to fly me to Vegas at the a week after I go to Montreal, if they want to fly me out to Vegas... I'll do it. If they fly you out to Vegas, I am in a, we're a package deal. Hold on. Who do I got a strong arm? Dave LaGreca, I challenge you to rock, paper, scissors. Is that what we're doing? Is that easy? 
You probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't do that on a live stream. People are probably going to start taking that right out of context. This is perfect. It's already a GIF. It's already clipped. Good hands come out. They introduce themselves to the crowd, and they're like, you know, the good the, the good thing about a hand, it's a useful appendage, kind of like what you were just doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike this glorified skin tag we call Florida. And then if they were in charge, they'd make sure Impact never came back. And I was like, oh, this is a face turn in my books. I mean, to quote Matthew Raywalt, Disneyland's in Florida. <laughs> it's about as it's all you get. No offense if you're from Florida, but come on. Come on. I mean, there's nice weather until uh, I. Yay. <laughs> there's a lot of wrestling in Florida. Anyway, uh, Becky James takes out Hotch and Skyler in the middle of the match with uh, an outside crossbody. Looks good. <laughs> Uh, Mickey hits the Mick kick and then both Dreamer and Mickey hit their variations of the DDT for the win. Really post matches where it matters because Bully Ray comes out, takes out Tommy Dreamer and then Mickey goes to confront Bully and then out comes Masha Slamovich from behind, hits the spinning back fist on Mickey James and a snowplow knocked out. This is a good little story beat moving forward to Mickey James and Masha Slamovich and no mm-hmm. surrender. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the post match shenanigans? Um, so I'm going to say that I feel the wrestling was a backdrop to the story. And I say that because I liked how commentary set it up in the beginning. It's like, what do you think Bully Ray sees in Scotch and, um, hot, sorry, Hotch and Skyler. Gosh, Scotch Scotch. And <laughs> That's going to be their new name, just Scotch. <laughs> Hotch and Skyler. My immediately, my immediate response was like a couple of dummies. What do you mean? Nobody trusts Bully Ray. You got to get the new guys struggling. But Ray Walt right away then said that these guys maybe feel disenfranchised or they feel overlooked. So Bully, even though he may be that guy, he's still giving them a chance that nobody else would. I also do like how commentary explained what the term good hands is supposed to mean. Well, I don't think commentary explained. I think um, Skylar and Hotch explained that. And little things like that, I think. If you are a casual, casual fan and you're just watching wrestling, little nuggets like that will make you like, hmm, peek behind the curtain just a little bit and maybe have more respect. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought Tommy Dreamer's um, figure four was really cute. It looked really smooth. And the Mick DDT at the end I thought was a nice touch considering that I feel she got that on Skylar. Skylar, I think, no, she got that on Hodge. Hodge, I feel, has been wrestling more aggressive towards Mickey the entire time, even when they had her cornered in the ring last week. I feel like he's more bully Ray while Skylar's like, listen, I'm trying to get on, but she's like, oh, I got more. I was like, come on. I think eventually they will break up, but I think little things like that where there's a little seed being sown. Also, I do not like Masha Samovich being used by Bully Ray, but I think it furthers Bully Ray's character of I'm a sore loser and I will drag everyone down with me if I can to get what I want, even if it means giving Mickey James the old rope-a-dope to get ahead to somehow get to the title. I liked it. I thought everything was great. So I'll I'll push back. I don't think Scotch, as we're apparently not going to call them, because I really <laughs> love that. I don't think Hodge and Skyler are the good hands. Scotch, as they're now mm-hmm. I don't think they're primed for a breakup anytime soon. I think that Impact needs to have various tag teams uh-huh. in different, part, different parts and pieces of the card, and that these two, if they continue to work the way they do, they might have a legitimate cause to fight for the Impact tag titles. Not, I'm not saying tomorrow or next week, but somewhere down the line, if they get statement wins, 
they are going to see themselves uh-huh. in competition for the tag titles. And that is a good thing to have because that division has been kind of moving in and out of rather uh, of relevancy. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. <clears throat> the other I can thing, see that. I don't know if it's so much uh, bully using Slamovich or Slamovich. I think it's a mutual uh, shared hatred for Mickey James. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, Masha's like, I want the title. I don't care about you bully ray but he's not but but also like it's so inconsequential it's like just two two stories that are happening parallel to each other with mickey being the only connector it's like uh-huh. the enemy of the enemy is my friend but otherwise there's no like masha's just kind of like I- i'm just here to beat people up and you're you're not of any consequence to me right now you just happen to be feuding with the person whose title i want that's fair kind of that's fair we'll see also- I mean, it- it could very well turn out that Bully and Masha are going to be working together, and we'll see that very soon. I mean, I think Masha could beat up Bully. That's just me. I, I, I personally think Masha Savage could absolutely beat up Bully Ray. <laughs> absolutely, she could, and I'm I'm all for it. Let's do it. Backstage Don't with Santino. Oh, yeah, that's right. Backstage with Santino, Swinger, and Zicky Dice. First of all, Swingman calling Santino San Martino was absolutely the best. And then Swingman's like. Uh, how about I bribe you to get to the front of the line, daddy? Because I'm promised the title shot. And then Dango walks up and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't No, You don't do this. Calls themselves the, the de- deputy director or dictator of authority. And he denies Swingman. And then Santino's like, no, get, get away. No, you're not. You're not the deputy director. You're not the deputy uh-huh. dictator. Get away. So they walk off. Swingman seems to be losing confidence. And then Zicky Dice is just like, no, no, no. All you need is one win. And then one win leads to nine. And then one more leads to 10. And I was like, this is perfect. We're going to turn that frown upside down. And Zicky knows exactly who to call. And he goes running off as Swingman's just all alone. No one there to push him. Poor he Swingman. said, can I get a push? And I want one that matters. The one that matters. When he said that, I also died. I was like, yo, you are criminally underrated. <laughs> you are so silly. Cause like he literally, this is Swingman literally, this is the fourth wall. This is Swingman. <laughs> Looking the fourth wall. Good God. I mean, it's on character. Him and Zicky Dice. Like I said on Twitter, I'm your Zicky Dice. I'm trying to get you to push Joel Pearl. I'm trying to get you to push. I'll do what it takes. Joel Daddy. <laughs> I'll take my push where I get it. Uh, this was, it was, this was a really funny segment just because it's swing man. And like, I'm really interested in seeing how um, they get, cause it feels like they're getting him. They're going to do, it feels like the 50 win thing is a possibility. He's not going to win 50 matches, but I think he's going to get something that leads him to get a match. Like, a, and, a they also, and they also did say, I think this is important because we were like, it's just 50 wins in general. No, it has to be 50 consecutive wins. I did. He did Santino. uh, I almost called him Santino Rice. Oh, my God. That's RuPaul's Drag Race. Not Sam. There's so many. At this man's poor name, Mr. Director of Authority. That's what he's going to be called at this point. Um, He did say that it has to be 50 consecutive wins. Okay, I don't believe anything Santino says because nothing he says ever makes sense. Nobody wins 50 consecutive matches in order to get, unless you're Steve Macklin, in order to get your world title oh, opportunity, okay? I mean, Steve Macklin won 80 consecutive matches and he, and now you got to fight. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> Damn, Santino. Rich Swan is reflecting on his world title victory 
in a really good package. Yes. Uh, he's won it in 2020 during the pandemic. <laughs> he had a very impressive win. He goes over people he faced and beat, uh, including the Kenny Omega match. And he talks about that being the proverbial fork in the road. He lost his momentum after he lost to Kenny in the uh, the match that would have combine the titles or at least it was winner take all uh and then he mentions that then kenny lost to christian cage and then christian cage lost the title to josh alexander and he was happy for his friend josh winning the title but now he's back he's ready and he's excited to win the world title back what do you think of this segment i personally i thought it made rich swan look a whole lot more credible as a world champion level contender i i unfortunately have to say that I hold video packages when it comes to wrestling to the WWE standard because I think WWE does a really good job with their video packages. This was up there for it. They re- they did Rich Swan like it almost was like a memorial package. It was so damn good. Like it was really good. I forgot about some of the people that he named that he beat. He was like, I beat that guy. I beat Moose to unify the championship. I forgot about that. He did that. All of these things that he did like just to lose it to Kenny Omega and I never got my win back. And by the time I'm thinking I could bring it home since I lost it, Kenny Omega done been gone. I, it made him look like a million bucks and it really makes my heart go out to him. Like, is he the baby face in this situation? Because now I'm like, damn, I, I want Rich Swan to win. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. But now I really want him to. And now I'm like, damn. Josh Alexander, you're going to be a heel for real. You beat this man. <laughs> it's going to be a good match regardless. I, I think we're going to see a lot of really fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know I, this is a both men are friends. Yeah. Except there's a title on the line and they're both there for the, the thrill of competition going to be a who's better and we all know how that's going to end or maybe not who knows i mean imagine rich swan getting this ru- i i would like to see it so, so here's the here's the pitch mm. if rich swan here's the problem okay so rich swan let's say beats josh alexander it's a shock i don't know if people love it but after that you have macklin win right off of rich swan because we saw what those two can do oh rich swan i could see him losing his mind that's a good pitch that is a good pitch that's a good pitch i don't think it's gonna happen yeah yeah but that's a but I, I would like to, to believe it. That it could give me a reason to believe that it could yeah yeah you shock win macklin goes ape like bro i beat this guy and this is what happens so let's just say josh alexander says well, i was having an off night and macklin said that should have been me it like <laughs> it should have been me morty you know so that's a good idea. I like you said. I we both know it ain't gonna happen. But in case it does, I would be with it. I would be with it. It really puts Rich Swan in this super baby face, and I like that for him. I think he's a really good baby face for Impact. I like. I don't like when he be losing because I think that at some point you have to push your baby faces to win. But when every loss he gets, I'm just more like, damn, like oh, I want you to win, bro. I want you to win so bad. <laughs> Uh, Crest and I, by the way, we will be here in two weeks on the Friday, the 24th, along with Steven Jensen running down No Surrender after it goes off the air. So hang out with us for that. We got it. Steph DeLander makes her debut in Impact, taking on Jordan Grace, the former Persia Parada, for those of you who recognized her and were like, oh, she looks so familiar. She was Persia Parada in NXT for quite a while. She was Indy Hartwell's best friend, yada, yada, yada. She comes out, taps the mic, and she says the entire Knockouts division is in the back, shaking in their boots because Steph DeLander is here, calls herself the powerhouse predator. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not a big fan of that one. But either way, she calls out Jordan Grace, says Grace will go from losing her Knockouts title to losing to Steph DeLander in her debut match, and that Steph DeLander is our worst 
nightmare. Do have a match. It's a good back and forth, especially for a debut with Steph Delander. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Grace gets the win, but she does it with a deadlift German suplex, which looked a little rough, but there's a size difference there. And yeah. that made it look really good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And then... I'd cough. Sorry. I know that. And then Jordan Grace gets the win using her Grace driver. Cresta. 
I audibly winced watching Steph DeLander land on the back of her neck and the top of her head. Holy shit. I did not know how to feel, but clearly everyone's okay. Clearly everything went as it was supposed to, but there is such a size discrepancy between Jordan Grace and Steph DeLander that it was hard to watch that final race driver and the finish. What'd you think of the match? What do you think of Steph DeLander? Did she impress? Is it someone you look forward to seeing an impact now? Talk to me. I went through three major feelings watching this. The first one was, I don't know if you're going to get the reference, but not the bang. The bang. That, her bang took me out, Chris DeLander. It took, no, not that. I'm thinking Chris DeLander. Jesus, help me. Well Steph DeLander, sorry. <laughs> and my second thought was, holy hell, she really giving it to Jordan Grace. And Jordan Grace is never the weakest woman in the room. Like, or in the ring for that matter. So the fact that she was working stiff, I liked it. At the end, I will say, I was like, she dropped that girl on her neck. It, from a visual standpoint, maybe we're getting it wrong. That's just the camera angle. But I, like you, audibly was like, are you good? Are you okay? I was worried. But I do think it is a size difference. And because, yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. I what, what do I know? You know, I'm just a jabroni on the internet. But like <laughs> to me, it, just, it looked like a size difference. I'm glad they're okay. However, I do think that once they find a the chemistry, I would like to see them go against each other again. I would like to see this again in like a month or two, maybe even three months. Once Steph gets her legs under her mm-hmm. and we start seeing her maybe have more more uh, storyline beats in her impact career. I think there's there's room there. Dobby the Brain Heenum with the Super Chat saying, Steph Delander looked really solid in her debut, even in defeat. Hope mm-hmm. she sticks around. That Grace Driver, my God, absolutely. Ooh, ooh, still thinking about it. It was tough. I also want to give um, shout-outs to Jordan Grace. I've been following her even before I was watching Impact um, religiously. And the effort that she puts into her body, oh my God, she looks so good. Like the weightlifting and everything, she she looks so good. And I got to give credit where credit is due because she did that. And every week she looks great, 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 great. So girl, kudos to you because yes, because you got to pick all you bitches up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of nuts. Uh, the, the the transformation that Jordan Grace has gone under, body transformation has been absolutely crazy. Good on her, man. Yes, that's that's that, that's a lot of uh, commitment to to changing yourself that much. Mm-hmm. And, and good on her, man. I hope I hope that she is happy building the way she's been building. I think it's really yeah. good stuff. And I've had an amazing time just watching her on social media. It's it, to me, it's a confidence booster to see someone achieve their goals and then i hate to sound like an anime go go beyond go plus ultra so kudos to her like she looks amazing every week i'm just like damn girl you get it greek goddess <laughs> matt cardona's backstage again and he's upset about the tre- about changing in a broom closet and then he asks the guy he's standing next to if there's a, somewhere else he could change now at this point he'd also mentioned like i could have gone outside part changing the parking lot i've changed there before i've changed in my car and then cardona gets taken outside and the guy says, well, you did say you'd rather change in the parking lot. And as Cardona goes for the door, he's like, I don't have my bag. And the guy throws the bag out the door. Poor Matt Cardona. He's having a rough night. Creston, what's happening with Matt? That was comedy. 
that was comedy. They again tonight. I was laughing. My arm hurts. My cheek hurts from laughing. <laughs> when he said, "I don't even have my bag," and then they jazzy Jeff's his suitcase out the door. I the scream I scrumped was so loud. <laughs> Matt Cardona deserves an award for this episode in particular of Impact because all night he's been getting it. And he's like, Well, poor guy. He just couldn't catch a break all night, just getting absolutely just trounced. If I'm Matt Cardona, I'm talking to Impact Manager. Management stats because this treatment that I'm having. But when he said I've changed in the parking lot and he really led him to the parking lot, I was like, yo, you're, you guys are jokes tonight. <laughs> it was so good. Poor Matt Cardona. Dude's got to send some flowers to uh, Scott Damore. Stat. Get a spot. Like, yo, I need you to come back, bro, because this, this wasn't happening when Scott was there. Right. I don't know what's happening when you left because this is not it. <laughs> GM Miller's backstage with Josh Alexander. Josh puts over Rich Swan, and then eventually Kenny King walks in. He's like, hey, everyone's name is on your list but me. And then Kenny King says something about nepotism, and I'm like, I don't think you understand what nepotism is, Kenny King, because <laughs> what you're explaining is not nepotism. It's favoritism. And that's not, the, the, the two are not the same. Anyway, King is like, I'm the most credible threat to your title. Josh is like, well, if you won a contenders match, yeah, you'd have a shot. And then in watch Rich Swan because Kenny King says something defamatory about uh, Rich Swan. And he's like, hey, you keep your name, keep my name out your mouth. And I'm thinking to myself, we're like a year late on this one. Because then he pops him. And then Josh walks off. He's like, you two can handle this. So King and Swan are going to main event next week. I'm fine with that. I think it's good. Um, at the same time, yeah, we got to start building Kenny King, don't we? Macklin's going to set that match on fire. He's going to burn that ring while these two are in that in that ring because Kenny King, you going to jump the line? Somebody else is jumping the line for Steve. How many? If I'm if I'm Steve Macklin and I'm watching this segment next week, I, that match is not happening. That match, I don't know why you want this match to have that match is not happening. Because if for some reason Rich Swan loses to Kenny King and then Kenny King wants to make a claim, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, I'm setting that ring on fire. I'm holding impact hostage. I'm sitting in it. I'm bully raying it. No, if I'm Steve Macklin, I'm mad at this situation. Uh, no, what do you? No, no. Steve no. Macklin's busy next week anyway. He's got to match himself. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde are challenging the Death Dolls. Rosemary and Taya are the the two in this match. Uh, so I was told it was non-title and was it non-title or was this a title match for the they knockouts? Did, they, titles? they did say in the beginning, this is a non-title um, bout competition. Okay. okay. So I'm not crazy. Okay. So non-title killer Kelly, Taylor Wilde, death dolls uh, commentary is trying to explain the undead realm. And I'm like, Oh, it almost feels as if something's going to happen here. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Kelly, killer Kelly does a hanging fisherwoman suplex. That looks so badass. Rosemary's just hanging up there with like one leg arched and like it, it was really good stuff. And then Taylor Wilde throughout the match is trying to read through these tarot cards and like then she puts them down and gets in the ring. And then she gets back out of the ring, tags out, and she's looking through the tarot cards and won't tag in, but she finds the devil card and throws it at Kelly. Meanwhile, Taya hits the road to Valhalla with Rosemary's assess. That looks badass, by the way, because the kick into the Sakishi driver, that's not as cool. 
uh-huh. as this was the road to Valhalla with like Rosemary doing a, a jumping face plant assist on the win. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. And then really the post-match, this is where it really matters. Father James Mitchell comes out and he's like, Hey, it's been a while since we've last crossed paths. And then says, Jessica, you remind me of someone I used to know, but I haven't figured it out yet. So I guess we're going to tell that story down the line and I'm okay with that too. Uh-huh. And it says it's been longer since Rosemary's paid proper respect to her father who happens to be Father James Mitchell's boss, says it makes him very, very angry. And when my boss gets unhappy, everyone's unhappy. And when Father James Mitchell is unhappy, well, then I got sent here to put a hex on you. And then out come the tag team, the hex known as Allison K. Marty Bell. They take out death dolls. They hit hex marks the spot. They pose. And I'm so glad to say the hex are, at least for the time being, a part of Impact Wrestling. What do you think of the match? What did you think about the hex? I know you said at the top of the show that you're not familiar with them. We uh-huh. can talk about that for a minute, but uh, talk to me about this whole lumpen segment. I am a little upset that for the flash in the pan, we had Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly. I thought that was great. I thought them teaming was something I wasn't going to see. And I was like, hey, you know what? I was sold on it. The tarot card things were cool. I'm like, Ace Austin's probably going to see you in the back. He sold his gimmick, so he's going to talk to you over the phone or something. <laughs> but her not tagging in, I thought, was very interesting. I'm like, we just got you guys as a tag team in what I kind of feels like is an empty tag team division. It's the Death Dolls and now the Hex. So, um, <clears throat> like like I'm saying, like I, I don't think... To put them together to break them up. That was a very interesting team. The creepy killers, I was with it. I liked it. I don't know how they're gonna work through it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was I thought that was a choice. But the match itself was good. The ending, I do like how the hex is there, but my original complaint when I started this um whole shenanigan was bro, how many other tag teams are in the division that you're gonna break up? Now you've got you would have had three. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. I just wish that there were other tag teams so it doesn't seem like, oh, you guys are going to go against the champions. Okay, the champions are the Death Dolls comprised of at least two single stars. So, let me give you a little bit of an idea of who the Hex are. The Hex are former NWA women's tag team champions. They won the revived belts a couple of years ago. They defended them in Ring of Honor. They defended them in NWA, of course. Eventually, they lost them, and it seems like they're just gone from the NWA. That's fine. Allison Kay, in Impact, was known as Sienna. She's a former Knockouts Women's Champion multi-times over. Uh, Marty Bell has... I can't remember if she ever did work with Impact. Oh, no, she was in the Dollhouse. That's right, for for a while. So she she has a background with Impact. Mm-hmm. Both women are not strangers to Impact Wrestling. Um this is really cool to see because as a tag team, as the hex, they haven't been together as a team in impact. And like we were saying last week, this is an opportunity for the hex to be a women's tag team that comes in and is an actual tag team and not two random women thrown together like killer Kelly and Taylor wild were. Uh, and MA Solko with the super chat says, you know, I love Taylor wild, but the crowd isn't connecting with her yet. Would more vignettes help add context to her character and motivations. And yes, Absolutely. I think they would. But also part of the problem is that because Impact tapes everything in advance match wise, they're not showing these vignettes to people before they air, right? They're being post produced. Mm. So people are kind of getting into it after the fact and not live. So it doesn't, it translates weirdly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can say that, especially because tonight this crowd was, um, the crowd goes mild. (laughs) 
this crowd was not into what's a lot of the good things that were happening in front of them. I do think that maybe I, I, I think there is something there with that undead or creepy realm that she's talking to the spirits. I think there is something there, but it is kind of unfortunate that the crowd doesn't really connect with Taylor Wilde. And I think they should have let Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde breathe. I think that would have been cute or cool at least. Yeah. Uh, and then Dex Baker with a super chat says, I'm wondering how commentary will talk about both members of the Hex having notable prior runs and impact. Allison K was the top champion as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to mention it. I think there's room for that. I would like for both women to mention it themselves. Bring it up in promos. Do something backstage and be like, yeah, I was Sienna and then I got rid of that. Now yeah. I'm Allison K. That is me. Marty Bell could be like, yep, yeah, I'm no longer a dollhouse. Now I am I am the Hex. I am from the undead realm sent here to wreak havoc on all the knockouts, especially the death dolls. I'm fine with that. In fact, I wouldn't mind them winning the knockouts tag titles somewhere down the line. Okay. I have faith in Impact. Impact has built up enough goodwill with me that I'm like, I'm willing to see where it goes. Even if they don't explain anything, I'd still watch it. I'd be interested because these girls came out strong. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how it goes. And Dobby the Brain Heenan saying, if Steph Delander and the Hex were both to be signed, it's crazy just how stacked this Impact Knockouts roster is. Nobody presents their women better. And there's absolute truth to that. Uh, now, uh, NXT has gotten really good at promoting their women and making their women matter. It's getting, you know, they're inching closer and closer to getting to that uh, to that level. But I do hope that most people see that, like Impact's Knockouts division, from day one, it was always part of their plan. Not day one, but certainly once Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, once mm-hmm. that started rolling, it became a really big point for Impact and TNA at the time to focus on their women, on their knockouts division. They still do it now. It's back. Yeah. I will say that it is it is very interesting that Impact will give people a chance to lo- grow, grow, learn, breathe and i see that most notably in recent times with giselle shaw when she first came in she was losing she had this diva thing she tried the tag team title thing she was a black widow but every week she's getting better she's her her knee was getting better her her forearm strikes were getting better everything about her was getting better and then like i think specifically of uh I don't want to say it was the ultimate X. I could be wrong, but it was the ladder match where it was Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green. I think Mia Yim was in it. Jordan Grace was in it. And Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green both got yeeted off the ladder into like two tables. And I'm like, bro, these women are crazy. And they're still showing up to work next week, Thursday. I'm like, yo, these women are crazy. And every promotion has a good depth of women. But NXT, not NXT, I'm sorry, Impact every week, every week, I'm never disappointed. And I'm not getting two three-minute matches. So take that how you want it. And I see in the chat people bringing up Stardom. Absolutely. Stardom's also an all-women's promotion. So I don't disqualify them. But I also just, um, when when you only have one you know one depth of representation it's easy to be that company um and again i'm not putting them down i think stardom does really really good stuff um but impact in terms of balancing out their divisions they do a pretty good job of that i'm a big fan Mm -hmm. yeah that was the king of the the king of the mountain queen of the mountain match that that cresta was talking about 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, I will say nothing against stardom, but if I, I'm not familiar with it. So I don't want to say that I have any comment or opinion because I've never really watched it. And that's okay. Not everyone is going to watch everything at every time. But out of, let's say, the four major uh, North American promotions, I feel Impact does a great job of showcasing each woman's, each woman's talents in a way where it doesn't take away from anyone else. They literally make everybody look amazing 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 and to the super chat earlier i wish more people would give it a chance and not for nothing when your faves from your other promotions get the old hee-haw they end up going to impact anyway and then the same old yee-haw, yee-haw like hey what you doing down to impact give me that give me that yep absolutely uh let's move along shira and raj singh are in the back edward 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 edward, edward edwards walks in and says tonight shira has to worry about pco and Edwards knows how much of a problem that PCO can be. Yeah, sure, whatever. And then he says, hey, you take care of the problem for us. And uh, you got Raj Singh being like, hey, if you want the Indian lion to do a little extra, it'll cost a little extra. And then Edwards is like, whatever, just get the job done. <laughs> whatever it takes. Don't do, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Get the money up front. That is the best advice I've ever heard. Get the money up front. <laughs> Spoiler alert, PCO wins. Motor City Machine Guns are backstage and they run into Kushida, their best friends. Oh, baby, I'm so excited. So motor, the Motor City Machine Guns, they show off their tag titles. They got the New Japan Strong titles and they've got the Impact tag titles. And they're like, hey, maybe we should get Time Machine back together for the never open weight six-man tag titles in New Japan. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then Ace of Bays walk in and they're like, yeah, we're not the same team you saw before we left for Japan. Japan molded us into a team that was three seconds away from beating you at Hard to Kill. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for the major players, they would be the Impact Tag Titles. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then Bay says they beat the major players and they beat Kushida and Kevin Knight. And then they make the challenge. They're like, how about Time Machine takes on Bullet Club? And they're like, well, Bullet Club's never outnumbered. And so no surrender. They're going to do a six-man tag. Ace of Bays are teaming up with Kenta to take on Kushida and Motor City Machine Guns. I love this. And so does Albert Ponce saying, come on, Cresta, you can't dangle a carrot like that. You got to share the story. We'll get there. You guys are doing a good job tonight. By the way, story time. Sorry, by the way, not story time. Story time is for later. By the way, Time Machine versus Bullet Club. Let's F and go. Absolutely so excited for that match. I'm not going to hold you. Selfishly speaking, and always get flamed when I say this young man's name. I'm going to get it right. Please don't beat me up in real life. I was like, Tamatanga. Y'all said the Bullet Club is never outnumbered. I was like, nah, but then he get kicked out the Bullet Club. He did. <laughs> he did, he did. And I was like, uh, okay, garbage truck, I apologize. I was like, uh, maybe Hikaleo. I was like, ah, oh, is Hikaleo? And then it was like, Kent. I was like, okay, all right. Selfishly speaking, I wanted to see these targets on the TV. But Kenta is the right and appropriate choice. Kenta versus Kushida, I'm busy that day. I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to Kenta teaming with Ace of Bays and just having, having a hell of a go. It's going to be a fun match. Hopefully, it'll have some sort of implications for the, uh, the New Japan Impact crossover show that they're mm -hmm. doing in March. But uh, it was just, it's so good. I, it's very exciting. I thought for a second it was going to be Hikaleo, but then they would have been showing their hand about Hikaleo's upcoming match with Jay White, 
where loser leaves New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, he can take independent dates, baby. I mean, daddy, Joel, daddy, daddy. <laughs> Either way, uh, I'm a big fan. It's going to be good. We'll see what happens. No surrender is going to be a fun show so far. I, I think, I think we're starting to get away from the feeling that the pay per views don't mean as much as uh-huh. sorry that that the the specials don't mean as much as the pay per views. Um, I don't think the amount that you spend should qualify whether or not a show is worth watching. Then again, I'm spending five bucks a month to watch these specials and I'm enjoying the hell out of them, especially when you give me a match like Kushida and Ace of Bays versus time machine. I'm fine with that. Even if I wasn't paying the $5 to watch on YouTube, I would still watch it be the impact loyal watching it on TV. I would still buy the pay-per-view because it's still good. Like I know that's going to be good. And if, if I have $60 hairs, Call me Cresta Mark Star because take my money. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Cheer and PCO have a match. Two big dudes smacking each other. PCO is randomly bleeding in the middle of the match. And they never really figured out why. It just happened. And then PCO is like yelling, Eddie, Eddie, as he's choking out Mahabali Sheer in the corner. And then PCO hits the PCO, PCO salt right on Shira and gets the win. I don't have anything to add to this match. It happened. PCO was part of the No Surrender four-way match now. I mean, I saw that coming, so I agree with you. I mean, we all know Edward Edwards isn't winning because PCO will die before he lets you win. So I can't wait to see how this turns out. I have on glasses. Why did I do that? Uh, I'm being asked in the chat, is the YouTube thing worth it? Because Access has commercials. So I'm Canadian. I don't have cable. For me, five bucks a month is pretty damn affordable because that first run of the tv show i get a commercial free it starts at 8 30 eastern instead of eight o'clock and i can move back and forth live while i'm taking notes so for me it's helpful and then of course you get the specials as well um there's some other extra things that they toss on top of it like they'll give you special uh matches and things like that but otherwise i find it useful uh i don't know cresta how you feel about the the youtube ultimate insiders package I also do not have cable. I'm a huge gamer. I'm on my internet all the time. And if you use the various ways to find your wrestling, they're not reliable. I'd rather spend the $5 and watch it. And for me, my only complaint is because I cover it and I take notes. So literally this is me writing like it's the death note, the just over here speed demoning. (laughs) But if I wasn't and I was just watching with my friends, the no commercials, we get a bunch of snacks, just sit in front. It's it's top tier. It's well worth the $5. So even if you don't get the, the quote unquote, the big four, everything else is included. Everything else is included. And like Joel was saying, I think there's special interviews sometimes. Sometimes they'll give you like little Q&As. It's really worth it. If you like Impact, and plus you're supporting Impact. And M.A. Soko does bring up the point that like you're going to be behind the TV feed. And if you're following Impact socials, they're usually posting stuff that goes along with the TV feed. So like you might get spoiled up until the main event. If you're okay with that, then it's no big deal, but it is something to keep in mind because I get it. Some people are like immersed multi-screen people like I am, Uh like I have impact here and then I have my Twitter here and then I have my notes here. Like it's, it's yeah, everything has to work properly for you to enjoy it. So do what you want, but at the end of the day, it's useful for both Cresta and myself. I'm not going to keep shilling their product because for the same $5 that you give to YouTube, I think you should get to Fightful Select. So FightfulSelect.com, 
get you five bucks, get all your news and all your stuff. So come on, let's go. Give me that Rick James, that Rick James thing. Give it to me, baby. That's exactly who I'm channeling. <laughs> you know exactly with Matt Cardona. Poor Matt Cardona. God damn, he just can't catch a break. He's, he's like, I changed in the parking lot. He's so dejected. He's like, this is bigger than the digital media championship. Now it's personal. And I'm like, oh, him and Cody have something in common. It's no longer about the title. It's oh personal. And then suddenly goes backstage. He finds Brian Myers with a shrimp cocktail in his hand. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Joe Hendry's giving out shrimp cocktail to everyone in the back and everybody believes in Joe Hendry, including Brian Myers and Myers is just like, that's a really catchy song. Cardona's pissed off. He walks out. Good segment. Great segment. Great segment. It is a catchy song, bro. People in my house who do not watch wrestling, you can't be like, say his name because everyone starts singing it. And when you get to Joe Hendry, people down the block, like, come on now. It's a, it's a catchy song. To quote Ray Walt, I made a living off of making songs. So I understand. He gets it. He got it. Who, who better than Canyon? <laughs> who better than Ray Walt in this moment to announce a musical genius like Joe Hendry? <laughs> Shout out to Canyon. We love him every day. Yes, Impact and Fightful. Best 10 bucks in the business. There you go. Fightful Select. Five bucks. Do it. You can, you can pay more to FIFA Select. Like, you could do, there's a $10 tier. There's like a $1,500 tier. So, there you go. Apparently, if you don't say his name, he won't appear. So, I want Joe Henry to appear. Imagine if we just were having a regular show and we're like, say his name, and then out of nowhere, Joe Henry just appears like a leprechaun or something like that. I'm like, I'm into it. I want. <laughs> We're backstage with Frankie Kazarian and Sammy Callahan. Frankie can't understand why Sammy Callahan wants to join the design. He's like, is it a game? Is this a ploy? Like, tell me this is a ploy. And then Diener walks up and he's like, hey, if you have any questions through Callahan, they go through me. And then why is the sickness coursing through your veins? Frankie is asked by, by uh, Diener. And Frankie's like, I feel fine. Uh, and then Con and Angels step up. Kaz challenges Con to a match of no surrender. Sure, why not? You know, Frankie needs to come in and do something. Yeah. I think a match with Big Con is a pretty good way to get both men in the ring and possibly get Big Con over. What do you think of the segment, or does it really have no bearing on you? How much you care? It was fine. I just thought it was interesting that Sammy Callahan the whole time was your was your emo cousin who doesn't care. Just it happened. It happened. It's weird to see Sammy Callahan so reserved. I gotta tell you, it's it's really weird. So I like this, but it happened. There's a segment. Next week, we're going to have Chris Bay versus Kushida. Edward Edwards takes on Heath in a no surrender qualifying match. Steve Macklin takes on Rhino in a no surrender qualifying match. Kenny King takes on Rich Swan in the main event. Looking forward to that. It's going to be good stuff. And then we get to our main event. Yes, it's time. And we had a super chat way, way, way back from Brent M saying, Pre Valentine's Day, love. Well, we love you too. Speaking of love, I love Joe Henry's song about Mac Cardona. So are good. <laughs> So good. So you know how good it was? First of all, we're going to talk about the match. Really, spoiler alert, Joe Hendry wins, retains over Matt Cardona. Uh, this was the end of Impact. <laughs> as, as Joe Hendry is replaying the Edge's Bitch song, Cardona is like pitching a fit. And he went and started to... This wasn't shown to, to, the, to the people at home. This was for That's the live so- crowd. He's just losing his mind. Poor Edge's bitch. 
He's such a good professional wrestler. When I see stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? This is why I watch wrestling. How could you say wrestling is fake? After seeing that, how can you tell me wrestling is fake? <laughs> how can you? <laughs> Before we talk about the match, this is it. Get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in. Humperchats.com. We're on the Houghton stretch. Maybe Crystal will tell her story, but maybe if you send more super chats, she'll definitely tell it. Digital Media Championship, main event, Matt Cardona, Joe Hendry. Yes, Joe Hendry does, in fact, retain the championship. But he comes in, he cuts a promo, says, I'm in a good mood. Not only am I in the Sunshine State, I defend my title against Dancing Moose. And tonight I'm going to defeat Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Edge's Bitch, to which the crowd chants Edge's Bitch, as they would. And he says, 252 pounds of pure motivation. And they believe the answer to all life questions they believe in Joe Hendry. Bell rings him right off the bat. Matt Cardona hits radio silence and then a kick out. I like this. This whole match was all about making Joe Henry look super duper strong. And both men look really good. Cardona using a guillotine choke never happens. And then Henry powering out and hitting a suplex out of that stuff like that was great. Again, uh-huh. another radio silence. Henry kicks out again. And then they do the reverse uh, coming out of the top rope radio silence. Henry reverses it into a power bomb, gets a 2.9. Ryan Meyer shows up at the end, grabs digital media championship, fakes out the referee, hits the roster cut, but he hits it on Cardona by accident. And then Joe Henry hits the standing ovation on Matt Cardona, retains the championship. This was a really strong match, a really strong moment for Joe Henry. Uh, Before we talk about the post-match shenanigans, what'd you think of the match? And how do you feel about it? Big, meaty men slapping meat. But my new term is, in the Bible, God said, if you have lust in your eyes, gouge your eyes out. I almost had to gouge my eyes out during that match because <laughs> you know how I feel about big, meaty men slapping me. However, I will say Joe Hendry saying, why do you look almost 50? When he did that guillotine choke, I was like, why is this old man choking Joe <laughs> Joe Hendry literally ruined this man kind of the way Dan Housen ruined the gun club because everyone just calls them ass boys. So now whenever I see Matt Cardona, the moment I'm like, Zack Ryder, no, who's that? Edge's bitch. No, no, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's it was funny. The match itself, great. I think Joe Hendry ended up looking really good in the face of adversity. But when Brian Myers hit Zach, not Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, with the uh the is it future endeavors or is that a roster cut roster cut yeah. i don't i don't know who the other ruby Soho. yeah Maybe. that was yeah something like that anyway so he hits it with the roster cut after you had the shrimp cocktail after you had the drink damn matt cardona you might have to beat up right by i don't know i mean you still got a job i don't know <laughs> The Moose shows up after the match and spears Matt Cardona by accident. And then you got Joe Hendry grabbing a mic and me like, in a way, this all worked out because the music's not playing. Tonight, it's about Matt Cardona and his hit song. And then we're back. We're playing the Edge's Bitch song. And M.A. Sulko with a super chat saying, which write-off was more savage, Matt Cardona or Eric Young? Somebody literally got murdered. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, Okay. <sighs> I'm so I'm a two mindsets. One is like Cardona. Is he leaving? Who knows? This could be him leaving. On the other hand, if there's still ongoing talks between Cardona and impact, is there room for Cardona to have a redemption story where he just becomes even more 
upset and it just like a redemption, like a, he just gets so pissed off that he eventually just takes it out on the roster and becomes this world beater. Maybe it could be like a storyline of you're losing a lot. You could blame Joe Hendry and somehow Joe Hendry's like, you know what? I'm tired of beating you up. You need motivation. That was a horrible accent. Oh my God. That was great. Let's do that. I apologize. Joe Hendry to you specifically. (laughs) So that was a horrible accent. I could see that if there's a redemption arc and then that, okay. I don't know how long you've been watching impact. So help me out here. My little brother told me that back in the day, Joe Hendry was in impact a long time ago and that Joe Hendry was teamed up with somebody and only helped him to get a contract just to screw him over in the end. What if this is, hold on. Wasn't that Grado? I think it was Grado. That little brother told yeah, me. yeah, yeah, the family liars guy. So what if, what if this is that same storyline all over again? You go under his wing and Matt Cardone's like, thank you for helping me. And then his yam bag Yahtzee. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm done. I, you know what? The frequency is jammed. The frequency is jammed. The frequency is jammed. <laughs> You think Moose just heard that when you put on those antlers? <laughs> Moose? The same Moose who found the TNA garbage <laughs> championship was like, I'm the champion. People were like, yo, what that company don't exist. What do you do? Is that Moose? I'm I'm curious as to whether or not that was Macard on a send-off. In every way, shape, and form, absolutely it should be. They did it right. They did it perfectly. Yeah, they kind of did character assassination I'm seeing in the chat. It kind of was. But... What if it isn't? I could see if it if it was, I could see it being a lot more pomp and circumstance. Is that Mercedes mode? Oh. <laughs> the antlers. <laughs> you know what? Guys, surprise. Sean Ross Sapp actually has a billion T dollars. And um, it's me. <laughs> you got me. You caught me. Right. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So, so that was impact for the week. Uh, I guess, I guess we should probably have you tell the story about uh, the proposal. This is the longest show we've ever done. And thank you guys so much. You have been a blast. blast. Thank you everyone. It's been great in the chat. So let's, we'll tell the story. We'll wrap up, do the plugs and all that stuff. Go ahead. Okay. Preface. This was a million years ago. This was it. This is at this point, at least 15 years ago. I was working at a restaurant that will not be named in New York City, and this was not my table. Um, a friend of mine, this couple comes in, and the guy requested to be in this little corner in the cut. And the way this restaurant is set up, there was a mirror right there, but the mirror could reflect that you could see it all over the restaurant. It's really cute, but this by no means is a romantic restaurant that you would propose in. I was a Sparrow. Nah, thank you. New York Eatery, Michael Scott's favorite. If this is Applebee's... This was this. <laughs> so it was a Sparrows. Sparrows. <laughs> so the couple sits down. The girl says she's gonna go to the bathroom, and then the guy runs to the way to my waiter friend and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna propose to her. Here's a ring. Do y'all guys have cake?" The restaurant I worked at didn't sell desserts at all, but he said, "Yo, I got you. We got a little whipped cream, something. We we got alcoholic beverages. We'll we'll do a little something for you." They finish eating this, that, and the third. And now 
Waiters, we all talk. So mind your man is when you go out to eat. So now we're all geeked and we're like, oh, she go propose, he go propose, he go propose, he go propose. They he clears off the table. The waiter, the guy's like, the girl's like, oh, we can take the check that whatever it is. So the guy then goes, gets like this little sparkly thingy and it's a little, like a tiny little pina colada whipped cream. And then the ring was on top. So the way the girl was sitting was the waiter was coming from behind her. So he comes with the thing. The guy gets up, gets on his knees. She stands up. He's like, well, whatever we're saying. Now, I'm not watching. Me and a bunch of other ways are behind the corner like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But you could kind of tell this girl really wasn't feeling him. She wasn't dressed like this was a proposal. She was dressed like, hey, we're just going out to have a snack. So he gets on one knee and proposes. Now that mirror, you could see her face in that mirror. When he got down, you could see her face was like, Oh, it was so bad. Cause as he's proposing, you can see her face. She's like, hey. And then this started happening. And then he got up and did this. And we're like, oh, she said no. She no. said no. She said no. And then the worst part is the guy turns like then the guy gets up and then he sees a bunch of the way to scatter like roaches. Like, oh <laughs> we, gotta go. we gotta leave. We gotta oh, leave. No. So yeah, everybody saw him get rejected. It was bad because she's like. Yeah, I'll just pay for my own food. Wow. That was worth it. No, she's going to say yes. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my god, don't don't propose in a restaurant. <laughs> but like it again, I by no means. This wasn't even Olive Garden, bro. This was this is not that kind of restaurant. Unless you've been coming here since y'all were children and you met here and has some type of significant This is not that this is not that kind of restaurant. Ooh. That's a, that's the same restaurant. Another story. I've seen a, a fist fight melee during Mother's Day. Damn, at a Cracker Barrel, no less. At a Cracker, at a cracker Barrel in the middle Damn. of a Pico de Gallo. <laughs> here we go. Damn. All right, we got to get out of here. We got over time. Uh, Chris, to do the things. Plug away. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. My name is Cresta Star. You can find me Mondays and Wednesdays on twitch.tv slash Cresta Star. I go over WWE, Monday Night Raw, and AEW Dynamite for legal reasons. I cannot show it on screen, but we laugh, we talk, we yuck, yuck. Thursdays, I am here with Joe Pearl, like you just saw. We laugh, we have a good time, we talk about Impact Wrestling, and we show you Fightful for just $5, $5 a month. And on Saturdays at 1 p.m. now, I am doing Gaming Gone Weird with myself and Nick Tanner where we talk about weird games and how it relates to you. You can follow me on all forms of social media. Anyway, you can type Cresta Star, except for Twitter. That's going to be Cresta the Star. The Star, Gangstar, G-Star. Joel Pearl, where can the folks find you? Not hard to find. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'm all over the place, including next week. I will be in Montreal for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view as a result because I'm flying out Thursday morning and I'm going to be filming some content uh, all of Thursday. I won't be here for the Impact Post Show. Someone else will. Who knows who it is? Maybe it's Steven Jensen. But Cresta Star is here. That's all that matters. So hang out with her next week. Maybe I'll try and do a run in depending on what's going on. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.